What up, what up, what up, everyone? Thank you and welcome to Designated Reports Boxing Podcast, Episode 2. My name is Louie. I will be your host. Today, joining me is my good friend, Gene. Yo, yo. Welcome and thank you. Thanks for having me, bro. Uh, As always, it is a pleasure, my dude. Um, This is Episode 2. We shot, what, Episode 1, what is it, about two weeks ago now? Yeah, about three weeks ago. Yeah, something like the, that. The street's been waiting. They've been waiting. So, <laughs> um, you know, what I was thinking while I was doing a little bit of research and kind of putting the script together for uh, for our show today, um, I, I think we need a, a name for the, the podcast, man. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, a name to ring off, right? Something hot. Yeah, you know, we can get some apparel going, maybe some some scullies, you know, we can really... Uh, <laughs> some snapbacks. You know what I'm saying? We can really branch out. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, okay? Um, we're going to give, we're each going to give three of our top choices for a podcast name. I'm going to let you go ahead and go first and then I'll go after. And then, you know, we'll repeat that down to, uh, we both get to one. Give me a top, give me a number three. Number three, I would go with, uh, Puncher's Chance podcast. Okay. Puncher's Chance podcast. All right. All right. Now what, what's your thought behind that? Um, I don't know. I want to try to keep it like similar to boxing terms. So it kind of like have uh, that ring to it. As soon as somebody looks for it, they'll automatically know what we're talking about. Okay. Yep. Keep it simple. Right to the point. I got you. I got you. All right. So that's your number three. My number three is off the ropes. Okay. Off the ropes. Uh, kind of like, like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage over there. But all right. <laughs> well, my mind, my mindset is more so like whenever you see a dude fighting off the ropes, two things. One, um, you know, like Muhammad Ali is a very skillful dude, so he can do something like that. Or he's back into a corner and he got to fight for his life. So, um, you know, I like that it uh, segues right into boxing, kind of like, you know, you're number three. So, yeah, um, got a good ring to it. Yeah, we're on the same page there. So now give me your number two. All right. Number two is a double entendre. Don't even ask me how. <laughs> okay. All right. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me hear game. Put me up on game. Give it to me. All right. My me. number two name would be Saved by the Bell, right? What? So it's a term that we use in boxing. <laughs> You're Saved by the Bell. And also it's one of the best TV shows of all time. All right. Listen. So <laughs> I got to go with Saved by the Bell for my number two. Okay. All right. Listen, um, I am definitely not fucking with Saved by the, with, by the Bell. Um, you're my brother and I love you. But that show was definitely not top ten. Nah, you and if you if you if you say by the bell, you kind of getting your ass beat. So I'm gonna pass on your number two. All right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pass on your number two, and uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what my number two is. Undefeated. Undefeated. Okay. You safe? You playing it safe? <laughs> you know. You know, because. When you start thinking out the box, things might get a little crazy, and you might start calling shit "say by the bell," and then you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this dude. All right, uh, so my number I, one. I say this about like so, as you know, in boxing, the undefeated record is like the the holy grail, right? So every everybody's trying to protect that. Oh, um, there's only been two people in boxing history who finished their career with a zero undefeated, and that is um, the great heavyweight. Rocky Marciano, and then you got Pretty Boy or uh, the money team, Floyd Mayweather. So Floyd Mayweather. Uh, there you go. So that's why I kind of thought about that. Um, so now we're down to the number one. Give me uh, your, your, your numero uno 
your your top potential name for this podcast? All right, my number one, I got to go with a term that Floyd Mayweather always says, is the Sweet Science of Boxing podcast. God, um, nice. I think it's a, smooth, it's a smooth name, right? It, goes, it go. goes down smooth, just like whiskey. And it just has a ring to it, you know? So if I was like to whiskey. choose a name for a podcast name, I would definitely go with that one. Okay, well, let, let's, let's, I'm going to come right back to that. So what, what kind of whiskey do you drink, dog? I don't even know, man. Whatever the bartender, <laughs> whatever the bartender pours. Uh, yeah, up. you're definitely more of a. You're definitely I'm a lightweight, a, a clear liquor type of guy. Um, Dude, I get a little, go, I get a little off through Coronas. You can always go up with some uh, muscle maker. Um, listen, that sweet science. Uh, I think you got me beat. And uh, shout out to you for making up for that bullshit number two oh, name that you came up with, <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Yo, what was the what was the um the guy's name there? Screech or whatever something. Screech, like? yeah. But Zach Morris was that dude though, man. Oh, you know what? I did forget about Zach Morris. Come yeah, on, was, bro. Yeah, he did have all the shorties. You ain't gonna lie. You're not lying that, about that's that. That's the first white dude that every black guy wanted to be. Oh shit! Big facts, big <laughs> right? Facts. <laughs> all right, so um, yeah, sweet science is pretty dope, man. Uh, damn, got me on the ropes now. All right, what's so, your number um, one? My number one is ah damn um pound for pound pound for pound so wow. you already know you already know that the um, you you are not jumping off the ledge my man <laughs> <laughs> i'm so i'm definitely playing it safe huh i thought you was gonna go with best of the best or some shit like that <laughs> yeah wasn't that like a kick, uh wasn't that like a kickboxing movie yeah it was, some, it was some cheesy kickboxing movie yeah you definitely watched it you definitely watched it if you watch Saved by the Bell, you definitely watch Kickboxer. <laughs> um, yeah, I played it. I definitely played it safe, man. Um, I'll tell you what. Sweet Science sounds like it could be something. Um, being that I wasn't that creative, uh, what do you think about maybe pulling some social media votes or creating some type of, um, you know, tournament to come up with a name or something like that? Yeah, that's that's kind of a good idea. We can... Uh give the fans something to look forward to, kind of get them involved, let them vote to see who has the best name, and then probably even give them a prize or something like that afterwards, too. Okay, like some merch or something like some that? Some merch, you know, I mean? you know, some snapbacks. Yeah, some merch yeah. with no name right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. So um, for the listeners, definitely um, in the next couple of weeks, look out for that. We're going to try to narrow this thing down and get a boxing podcast name um, for a designated report. Now, um, on to the good stuff, because we are here to, to talk about boxing, right? Yes, sir. Let's get right, to it. So, uh, just a quick review. Um, <clears throat> last week, uh, on Thursday, there was a fight that was postponed on, I believe that was June 18th. Mm-hmm. It was postponed because of COVID. Um, Jose Pedzada and Mikel uh, Lespierre were the two fighters. Um, they went ahead and kicked off on July 2nd. And um, you said you watched the fight. I caught the highlights. Um, I know Pedzada won. Uh, he dropped him twice, went to a unanimous, de- unanimous decision. What did you think about the fight? I thought it was a good fight. Um, Pedzada really put it on him, I think, in the fourth or fifth round where he caught him with like 20, a 20-hit 20 piece combo. And the other guy yeah, I think I fighting. saw that highlight. Yeah. Um, it's probably the best ESPN fight that they had so far, thus far. Um, and hopefully that's a sign, that's a good sign for the future that they'll get some better fights. But I'm not going to lie, it was an entertaining card. 
okay, nice. Yeah, I, I missed out on it. I was traveling uh, back to New York. But um, now you said it was, you know, one of the best fights um, being that, you know, COVID has sports shut down right now. Now, you and I both watched that uh, Joshua Greer Jr. versus Michael Pelena fight. It was more entertaining than that, you think? In the sense of, yeah, because I didn't know what I was going to get. Because I don't okay. really follow those other two fighters. But right, I've right, heard right. of Greer and a little bit of Pelena. Um, but these two guys, they went out. It was a good fight. It, it was definitely one-sided. I'm not going to front like it was super competitive. Right, but right. it was more than I bargained for. Now, so I'll say um, so. two things. One, uh, to your point, the ratings in that fight, uh, I think the highest viewing point was 448,000. Yeah, 400K. Yeah, to your to your point, you know, um, people tuned in or watching because if you were a pay per view fighter, right, and you are, um, you know, basically trying to sell viewerships for that fight, your goal is typically around a million. So these yeah. guys are probably, you know, B plus fighters. Well, it's uh-huh. really the super duper guys that hit that million that million pay per view buys. But a lot of the times, like a guy like Adrian Broner will do three hundred, four hundred thousand buys at like fifty, sixty dollars per pay per view. So that's right. not bad. So for yeah. four fifty on ESPN, that wasn't necessarily too bad of a rating, you know? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that, that's what I'm saying to your point that um, you know, um, it, it must have been a decent fight because people were um, definitely watching. Now, I will say this about. Um, Last Pierre. So he trains out of Gleason's Boxing in Brooklyn. Nice. Um, Gleason's is the oldest and probably the most famous boxing gym in the world. Now, the issue with that is because of COVID, um, pretty much uh, all gyms are shut down right now. And if you think about it from a, um, a professional athlete standpoint, you know, all these guys who are trying to get back into, um, you know, their sport, they have facilities in which they're allowed to train in. But boxers, and I believe some MMA depending on where they're at, you know, they train, they train in gyms, you know, they'll train right next to me or you or whoever. Um, And what I heard was uh, Las Pierre only got to spar a few rounds with one sparring partner during this camp. So you got to think that COVID is, is, um, you know, certainly having an impact that we don't even know about when it comes to these fights, man. Yeah. It's something that we've never faced before, right? Like I think moving forward, we got to set guidelines of what to do when this happens or if it happens again. But imagine he can't find another guy to spar because that person has to get tested. Mm-hmm. If he comes back positive, then you got to go into quarantine. So it kind of sucks because it does mess up their training camp, you know. But at the end of the day, you have to do what you got to do. It's either you take the fight or no fight, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's uh, it's all fair in in in, in back in loving basketball, loving boxing. My man said loving hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I you're gonna you're gonna be on the next season. <laughs> um, yo, so um, in other news this week, we heard that Big Baby, six four, three hundred some pound, Darrell Miller, Big Baby, your boy from Brooklyn, um, this dude tested positive for PEDs again, again, my dude. And listen, he's had a history because he, he comes from a, a a kickboxing background where he tested positive in that sport and then you already know because you texted me last june when anthony joshua was picking his chin up off the floor yeah because andy ruiz knocked him the fuck out and i didn't even watch the fight but i got a text message from you talking about your boy got knocked out by a cab driver son and that was supposed to be who fighting Jerome big baby big baby yeah well he definitely messed up the bag it's crazy because just to sit back and, and think about how 
you messed up the biggest fight of your career. If that's not a learning lesson, then I don't I don't know where he goes from here. Word. I don't know if he has a career after that. I don't know if they're gonna allow him to box again. And even if he do come back, who is he gonna fight? Who's gonna want to take that fight? Yeah. Right? They can say like, listen, if I'm scheduled to fight this guy, anything can happen, and you messing up my whole training camp, you messing up the amount of money I'm gonna get. So his career right now is is up in the air. Yeah, nah. And the other point that you know, fuck the money, fuck the fight, right? Like, yo, like. You're threatening somebody's life as a fighter as is to then go take some type of enhancement. Yo, like... But let's be real. They all... Come on. You, yo, you boxed before. You know everybody does something, right? I Listen. Or a good majority you, of it. You and I have had this conversation where, like, in all sports, there is definitely some people pushing the lines. And, you know, whether they use a doctor, whether they know when the cycle's coming around, when they know they're going to get tested, whatever it is. But to do it as notoriously up front as this guy is doing it, in my opinion. like Well, the thing yo, is, I think he feels like he wasn't going to get caught. Yo, but listen. I always, I always they, tell people like on this. The like, Joshua, on the Joshua fight, they tested him three times. Damn. Yeah. Damn, I now, I mean, it's not like, much. yo, if you go back to the Canelo situation where it was like, you know, that was bullshit too. Where it was like, oh, well, he tested once and they found spike this and it was probably from the meat that he was eating down in Mexico. And so, look, it's definitely in the sport, but, yo, like... Listen, I always tell people this. You know who's the perfect example I like to give? I tell people, look at A-Rod, right? If you tell me right now, Gene, you can have a 20-year MLB career, take some steroids, make $500 million, get caught, and not do no jail time, would you do it? Bruh. Oh, I'm, I'm signing up. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Where's the way back? <laughs> right? So the thing is, sometimes these athletes, they really feel like they're not going to get caught. And remember, every year science gets better, Right? And he's come out and said that uh, we need some further testing because he felt like something went astray. So I'm going to take his word for it, even though it, right now it does look bad. But let's see what the other paperwork and the other blood work samples say, right? Ah, uh, man. I, I, listen, let's say he clears some things up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm a top 10 fighter, why do I even want to give this guy a chance? Like, because, again, he's, because he's still a good fighter. Yeah, and that's like, a hard commodity to find, right? People always say, like, look, look at look at uh who's the wide receiver that gets uh Flash Gordon? Antonio Brown. No, no, Flash Gordon gets suspended every season, but a team always take a chance because his potential, and he's only 20, 28 years old, his potential yeah. is through the roof. So Jarrell yeah. Miller is still a good fighter. So you're looking at the heavyweight, you probably have what seven, eight good heavyweights, and he falls in that top ten list. So if you want to make a good fight, he is one of those names on paper. He might me? be number. He might be number ten. Yeah. He's probably pushing like you know top fifteen at the at the very best. But I hear you. I think we both agree that uh, Jarrell Miller's career is certainly um, in question, and uh, he definitely gets some donkey of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to see him get one more chance at it because I would hate for his career to have that final statement like that. But is is up in the air now, man. So. Yeah, well, well, you know, we'll definitely follow his story and see what happens with that. Um, in other news this week, uh, you know, one of our favorite guys to pick on, um, Ryan Garcia, actually was approached by the WBC and the WBO. Um, those are two governor, governor, governing, excuse me, 
um, sanctioning bodies of championship belts. And they basically wanted him to have a title eliminator fight um, with, within their ranking. So he decided to go with the WBC and fight Luke Campbell, who is a British former um, Olympian. His last fight, he fought Lomachenko, Vasil Lomachenko. That was a good fight. Yeah, um, definitely was formidable. Um, I don't want to say he gave Lomachenko problems, but he made him think. He okay. conditioned. Um, he switched up his game a little bit. So that's who Ryan Garcia signed on to fight. There's no details in when that will happen. Um, two things. One, what do you think about that fight? Uh, and two, what do you think about Ryan Garcia finally stepping up to the plate and fighting a um, A to a B-class fighter? I think that's the fight that for right now has to be made. Um, the only problem we've always had with Ryan was like for the amount that he talks, he hasn't fought anybody whatsoever, right? So for him to do this little tournament style and fight Luke Campbell, who has experience fighting other fighters, that's a, a step in the right direction. Because the, the fights that we really want to see is Haney and, and Tank. And he's obviously not ready for that. So, I don't know, man. I think he listened to our podcast a few weeks ago. And yes. was like, yeah, he checked in. And, and he was like, nah, I'm not going to let these dudes just, like, play me like that. You feel me? <laughs> but he's been, he's been getting yeah, he, called out in a lot of different other media aspects as well. Uh, on Twitter, ESPN, by a bunch of different fighters. So, right now, it's, it's put up or shut up. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But he has to win yeah. the fight, though. Yeah, I definitely think a lot of us think he's sweet. You know what I'm saying? He's something on the sweet side. <laughs> and, uh, you know what I mean? So he's probably trying to answer that call. Now, the, the bigger kicker in this uh, news is that the winner of this fight will then become the number one contender for, you mentioned him, Devin Haney. So You know what's crazy? Uh, Max, do- Max Kellerman said today that he sees them as equal fighters. He would pick Haney just because of he's more of a defensive, uh, better fighter. But he says they're neck and neck. And I was like, what? And Max knows the stuff, so I can't sit here and shit on Matt, Max. But yeah. maybe it's something yeah. he's seen that I didn't see. Now, I'm going to tell you what he saw. What he saw was that Oscar De La Hoya comes up to ESPN a whole lot. That's what he saw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, he, uh, he definitely wants that stable, those stable of fighters. He, he definitely wants to be able to bring on um, Oscar De La Hoya, Canelo Alvarez, Ryan Garcia. Why? Because those are the those are the money makers in boxing, and why not bring them on your show? And Matt's and, killing the and, and to be and, well. and to be fair, I'm not trying to shit on Ryan because he is a good young fighter. I can't act like he don't have any skill. I'm just saying with the antics that that he has, especially on Twitter, Instagram. I just need him to fight better people. Right, but no. Here's the thing, right? He still has an amateur style in the pros, and that's what the issue is. Okay. Um, Devin Haney has a pro style right now. The reason why Devin Haney's probably not a um, Olympian is probably because he has too much of a pro style. I believe Zab Judas is godfather. He grew up around a number of professional fighters, and although he had a a great amateur career, he was always developed for the pros. Mm. So I don't really know what Max Kellerman is watching in terms of the two prospects, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> Devin Haney is clearly that dude. Ryan Garcia has, he's like, he's like, like, you remember, you remember, do you remember Jamarcus Russell? Yeah. You, he had, he had the body, he had the height, he had the size, yeah. he had the arm, he just came from LSU, they had a big winning season. 
So everything was good on paper. So Ryan Garcia, everything looks good on paper. He has a decent amateur background. He has good height for his weight class. He does have a lot of speed. We don't even know if he knows what defense is. Yeah, we don't know so, if he has a chin. We don't know if he has a chin. And I will say that um, nickname goes by Roley. I don't know his whole name, but I know this much. You can go to YouTube, Brian Garcia versus Roley, and you can watch that, and you can see what I'm talking about, where the pro style versus um, the amateur style is definitely showing up in this dude's game right so now. So basically you're saying that Roley put it on him. Put it on him. Dang. Put him on. Like, yo, he gave him a left-right son. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he, 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 he didn't knock him out. But watching that fight, watching that sparring match, you're like, okay, somebody should even stop this, but they're not going to because it would just make Ryan look bad. But this don't need to go on no more. That's how it but was. But you definitely saw the deficiencies in this game just on that YouTube video. <laughs> I think based off that YouTube video that you can still see that this dude's game is still amateur. Now, that might have been two or three years ago now. Okay. definitely... You know, he's definitely, you know, growing. Yeah. Um, I do love that he's under Canelo's camp. They can bring him along properly. Oh, that's the best guy you want to be under. Yeah. So, listen, they're doing all the right things. He's with Golden Boy. Now, I will say this going back to his fight. Um, Luke Campbell has fought on a huge stage. He fought in the O2 Arena, which holds at least 80,000. 80K strong. And he's had, you know, his country on his back from going to the Olympics so this dude, in terms of his mental um, fortitude, I think he's he has the upper hand on Ryan Garcia. I think he has the skill set to beat Ryan Garcia. We just need to see if he has the execution with the skill set. Um, but I do like that Ryan Garcia is stepping up to fight, um, you know, world class opponents. Listen, and then I think following I, that, there can be more fights, you know, back to back to back. Well, Luke Campbell's like, listen, I went twelve round with Lomachenko. I think I can handle Ryan. I would have sure. to assume he's thinking that. For sure. So we'll see it when it happens. <laughs> For sure. Um, but I am excited about Ryan, you know, taking this step and then moving on. And, you know, I do think he will win because I'm going to be honest with you. If it's on a, if it's on a neutral um, ground and Golden Boy is the one throwing the fight, you know, outside of a knockout, Ryan Garcia is not going to lose. Facts. Yeah, Luke got to show out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Luke now, if Ryan out. Garcia is going over to London to fight in O2, you know, then I'd be like, oh, okay, this is this is a little different. But Dude, that would um, have to be on a mega card. That would have to be on the undercard for Tyson Fury and AJ. Can you imagine yeah, that? Nah, you're right. You're, you're right. Bro, you're absolutely. That's breaking every single pay-per-view record, the gate, everything. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he'll Ryan, get that payday. Yeah, and you know Ryan is all about um, social media numbers and, and all that good stuff. So yeah, my man, fashion over deal is about to go up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so look. So speaking of Lomachenko, um, he was well. He signed on earlier in the year to fight Teofimo Lopez, uh, a great fighter out of Brooklyn, uh, now out of uh, Las Vegas. Um, that fight is, I think it's slated for September 29th or 30th, right? Is that, Yeah, that's is what that? they announced last week. Um, I doubt it was going to stay. I think the month of August will tell us everything that we need to know in terms of the actual dates for the fight. But they were aiming for September 29th. I think 29th or 24th, which is like the third Sunday of uh, September. 
Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, this is what I think, man. I think they need to go ahead, go ahead and just um, let that fight go. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's the fight that I want to see Lomachenko have. Um, I do think Lopez is a little early in in his career to take it, but I love the fact that he's con- um To me, that that fight needs a crowd. It needs to have an energy of a prize fight. How and how think- old is Lomachenko now? Uh, I think Lomachenko's like 31. Ah, so he's not too old. But um, no, so with Lomachenko, yeah. what he did, he stayed in the uh, he stayed in the amateurs for. I mean, he had over, I think it was 400 fights. He only had one loss in the amateurs, and he has two golden. Um, I mean, two gold, two gold medals. So he stayed in the amateurs long enough to be one of the few people to have two golds. Shout out to him. If but there, uh, if, yeah, there's, if there's any fight that I would pick the underdog to win that fight, it would be this one. Because I feel like Lopez, not only is going to win, if they do fight, he's going to knock him out. That boy got well, dynamite. <laughs> dynamite. Yeah, that's the thing about Lopez that that um, I think we both love is that, man, he can punch in both hands. He's explosive. You know, he'll hit you with that lead hook. He'll hit, hit you with a lead right hand. Hit you with a lead uppercut. Like, he'll throw punches from... God knows where and land them. So yeah, but Lomachenko's um, goes crafty though. He he just gotta be. I don't know who who can he find to spar that kind of emulates Lomachenko's style. The closest person would be Rigondeaux, but Lomachenko absolutely ripped. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he killed him. He killed him. That would be the closest. You know, a southpaw slick counters gives you angles. I mean, that's the closest that you know we can we can probably you know zap Judah back in the day, but um. Yeah, man. Outside of outside of uh, Rickendow, um, that's about it, bro. Yeah, so he's gonna have to do his homework on that one. Yeah, so I would like to see the fight actually get pushed back to next year, where it could be a bigger event. Um, so I'll tell you this: uh, imagine with this crazy layoff, right? And we basically saying 2020 is done as a wrap. Yo, next year we're gonna be having epic fights every two weeks. <laughs> at this point, everybody Canelo's fighting. Triple G is fighting. The Charlo twins are fighting. Um, um, Floyd's going to come back. Lopez yeah, I think definitely. <laughs> Lopez. Mayweather. Well, who's Mayweather going to come back and fight? Uh, I don't know. Hulk Hogan, bro. Like, he's he's going to find <laughs> he gonna find somebody to fight, man. Because oh, they're going to be yep. itching. But I'll tell you this. Next year, there's going to be at least 10 to 15 great fights. Because everyone has to fight. Everyone. Well, I'll tell you what. If COVID... And it looks seems like it is closes out the year um, worse than what it started. You know, there's gonna be dudes who are itching for paychecks. There's gonna be dudes itching to get in the ring, um, itching to pay some bills. So yeah, definitely the, the promoters gonna have to get on a job for sure. Um, really good point of talking about like all kinds of fights, man, because it does seem right now in boxing, every and anybody is willing to get in the ring. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but Mike Tyson. Is talking about coming back and doing some um, exhibition style type fights, potentially um, some real fights. Uh, I think Evander Holyfield was slated to be one of those guys. They're talking about a trilogy. Now, here's what I think I think that there's definitely an audience for this. I think that, um, and there's a number of other guys too that we can get into, but you know, what do you think about uh, older fighters? you know, in their, I don't know, mid-40s, early 50s, putting on the gloves, getting in the ring, and, uh, you know, 
hashing it out like it's the old days? Um, if it's a if it's just some headgear type fighting where it's no more than six rounds and it's all about safety, then yeah, like a like a clean exhibition. But if it's on some yo, let's do this for real, bro. Mike Tyson is fifty. Evander Holyfield is fifty two. Like uh, on the outside looking in, it seems like it's desperation because I don't know if they don't have money, but Mike has bread. He's making bread from his podcast, different um things. Well, he got that he got that weed company now, right? He got like, the weed company. He's been yeah. in different movies like The Hangover. I know Evander's been struggling financially, so it kind of sucks to yeah, see that. Yeah. You know, as a fifty year old, he wants to come back in the ring, but it has to be for the right reason, and it. But at the end of the day, I don't know if that's something or that's a position that boxing should take or get into. Like, once you're done, you're done. Yeah, no, certainly. I do think, look, if if um, Ice Cube can come up with the, the big three for retired basketball players and then and, um, be big enough of a business to travel and get an audience... I think they'll be, you know, I definitely Yeah, but basketball's be... not contact, right? Like you're punching each other in the head. That's that's apples and oranges. Yeah, but like, yo, some of these dudes, man, like, man, like the way they move be be extra slow. Dude, you know what I'm saying? I like, just seen a video yesterday at of uh Roy Jones at his chiropractor, and the guys <laughs> basically hit him in the back with a hammer. <laughs> and Roy Jones was like, Yo, this is my first time ever in my life that I'm able to touch my toes. Dude, I had to close the video, man. I can't watch that. Yeah, but Roy, Roy Jones is one of those guys. He's the, I'm going to say he's the exception and not the rule because he's been fighting way past, he, he's supposed to been put them gloves up and he won't do it, you know? I think these guys stepping away from, uh, you know, the sport for many of years, doing a number of different things, you know, they could actually really have an itch. And I think, you know, what I've read is that how they're thinking about doing it is making it a division for older fighters with similar resumes, making it six rounds, um, and you know, that's it. Above seven, the welterweight division, you wear ten ounce gloves. Where um, below one forty seven, you wear eight ounce gloves, something like that. I would go heavier on the gloves. I'll give them like fourteen, sixteen ounce gloves just to be on the you know, more precautionary side. side, right? Because headgear, headgear is to protect you from breaking your hands and not getting cut, but mm-hmm. you can still get cut and you can still get knocked out. And sometimes, like, yo, that headgear, man, that shit just gets in the way sometimes. So, um, look, I think there's a market for it. I think that, you know, if Mike Tyson walked into Mendez Boxing, you know, where I train, mm-hmm. shout out Mendez, and he was like, he was looking to spar, shit, I'd watch. I'd definitely watch. You know what I mean? I'd definitely so, watch. And then, you know, if, if, if Evander Holyfield walked in and was like, yo, Mike, I'll spot, yo, son, I'll get the pom-poms and the popcorn out. Listen, man, at the end of the day, like I said, if they can find the safest way to do it so these guys don't end up really causing damage to themselves, then I'm, I'm all for it. Because at the end of the day, it's their decision, right? Yeah. But I just don't want it to turn into a circus where now all of a sudden you're going to go get you know, Roberto Duran, who like 65 and just be COVID and be like, yo, come on, hands are still, come, come fight. Like, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. The one thing that I'll add in too, like, it can't be a main event. Like to me, if you put it oh, on, facts, yeah. if you put it on a, a, a really dope card and it's like the third fight from the main event, 
Like, not only do I think that would make it more of an experience for, you know, the fighters, but also the viewers who, like, I grew up watching. And, and Dude, let's keep home. it real. Any any event that you put Mike Tyson and Holyfield in, they're the main event. We don't care yeah, who's right. fighting last. I'm watching it for Tyson, and if the other fight after that is good, I'll, I'll stay on watching. But make no mistakes about it. I'm tuning in to watch Tyson. Yeah, no, 100%, man. So I think we both feel the same way. You know, there's some other fighters. I think Oscar De La Hoya threw his name out there. Like, I, I watched him fight Tito Trinidad again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mexico versus Puerto Rico. But um, I think he was trying to get a McGregor fight just to get that big-ass payday. But um, Oscar don't even need it. That, 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 this is what I'm talking about. He don't even need it. I yeah, get it. Like, you can make 150K in 20 minutes. And I think Conor McGregor will probably wipe the floor with him, too, to be wipe honest with you. Wipe the floor with him. <laughs> Yeah, you mean 150 milli? Yeah, right. 150 yeah, milli. Yeah, that's all he's trying to do is get that, you know, quick check. Um, yeah, I think, you know, listen, I think there's an audience audience for it. I think it's got to be done right. And within a certain, like, I don't want to see you going 12 rounds because I know your old ass going to be tired by the seventh, eighth round. So yeah. six, um, six max. Yeah, six, six rounds, bigger gloves, and not the main event. And, I, and, I, and I'm sold on it. Thanks. Cool. So, man, I think we've kind of covered everything within the last two weeks since our last show. Um, this is episode two. Uh, I appreciate all you guys for listening. We're going to be recording every two weeks, so please check us out. Yes, and we're available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and SoundCloud. Peace. <laughs>